It has been like a total whirlwind of a weekend, but I wanted to come on here and just update you with a few things. I wanted to tell you a couple of stories. And one story is about my past and kind of like how I've gotten to this point in my riding. And then I have a few stories to share about the horse show this weekend. So I've been like so busy all weekend with the horse show, which was super fun. Yesterday I showed four horses. I showed Harvey, Kensington, Luigi, and Natasha. Today I showed three. So it's been just like a crazy, crazy weekend, but so much fun. And I just love riding. I love the journey. I love the process. But before I talk about the horse show weekend, I wanted to tell you a story about my horse, Geronimo. And Geronimo is a horse that really changed like the trajectory of my riding and of my career. And it's also one of those things that in the moment, I felt like it was a negative thing, what happened with Geronimo. But now looking back on the whole situation, you know, I guess it's been like 10 years, 10, 15 years later, I feel like what happened with Geronimo is what has made me like the horsewoman that I am today. And it really changed like the whole trajectory of my career. So if you're here in the chat, say a big hello and let me know what you have done this weekend. Hopefully you've done something fun with your horse. So back to Geronimo. Geronimo is a horse that I got as a four-year-old um, when I was 14. So perhaps that's like not the best combination to get a Greenbroke four-year-old for a 14-year-old, not the best rider. And with Geronimo, when we got him within like three or four months, he started rearing, like really badly rearing. It wasn't like he would just occasionally rear. It was like he would like literally just go in the ring and just stand up on his hind legs like all the time. And my trainer didn't want to get on him. And so it came to be this big thing that like there was something wrong with him. He was a terrible horse. We needed to get rid of him. Uh, my trainers even went as far as to tell my parents that Geronimo was like dangerous and that he was the equivalent of me having like an abusive boyfriend. And it was just this like terrible thing. So um, thank you, Cindy. Yes, the show is awesome. I'm going to talk about the show soon. But first about Geronimo. So Geronimo is like rearing, standing on his hind legs. And I was at a dressage barn at the time. And basically we left the dressage barn and we took him to a natural horsemanship guy. And like, that was really hard because, you know, first of all, my horse got labeled as like a problem horse and that he was dangerous and all this stuff. Then I had to move barns, which for a teenager is hard because all my friends were at the barn and, you know, now suddenly I'm with this cowboy out in the middle of nowhere, 45 minutes away. and basically being told that, you know, I was doing everything wrong and that I had created this problem with Geronimo. So it was a hard situation, but in the end, it turned out so well. And what we did with Geronimo and the reason why he was rearing is because we were putting so much pressure on him and he didn't understand how to get rid of the pressure. It wasn't that he was a bad horse 
or that he um, had anything wrong with him physically. Like it wasn't that he was hurting anywhere. It was just simply that he didn't understand the pressure we were putting on him. And when he reared or went up, the pressure went away. And so he was like, okay, well, that must be what they want. Because when I rear, the pressure goes off. So we took him to the cowboy and we went back to like such basics. We put the rope halter on him. We taught him to bend. We taught him to yield in his body. Um, We actually ended up riding him with a rope halter for a while and a hackamore and just really went back to the basics and understood, you know, how to teach him step by step to give to the pressure and to break it down in a way that he could really understand. And it worked. I mean, Geronimo ended up, I got him all the way up to the I-2. He's a fantastic horse. He's still retired at my mom's house in Colorado. And it was just an amazing experience to go from that, you know, you have a problem horse, you have a terrible horse that you need to get rid of, to know you just have to figure out a different way to communicate with your horse. And you have to break things down into a way that your horse can actually understand. Um, I found a few old pictures of Geronimo, which is just so funny. So this is a picture of me doing groundwork with him in the rope halter in the pasture. And um, the cowboy who worked with Larry, he was so particular about everything, like the groundwork, Every moment that we spent with Geronimo was super important because Geronimo is a wonderful horse, but he's also a little bit of a bossy horse. And so all of those little moments were super important. Um, And then I love this photo is me riding him in a Bozelle. So, and I just love how he's super like round in that photo, but he's in a Bozelle and he just looks so soft. And, um, I just love that photo. And then here's a photo of me when I actually got to go back into the dressage ring and compete Geronimo. But so that's just a little story of Geronimo. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because the experience with Geronimo really is the foundation of my 30 days to round challenge. So you may or may not have heard about the 30 Days Surround Challenge. I know many of you are already enrolled. If you're in strides, you're already enrolled. Um, but 30 Days Surround is really about the process that I went through with Geronimo and breaking things down step by step, starting from the ground, teaching a horse how to move their body, how to yield to the pressure, how to give to the bit. And then taking that step by step all the way to, you know, being able to ride and being able to do transitions and figures and keep the roundness and the throughness and develop it through your horse's body. And so the curriculum that's inside of the 30 days round challenge is really near and dear to my heart because of this story with Geronimo, because the curriculum is what basically saved Geronimo and is what allowed me to keep riding Geronimo and to stay safe. And then not only that, but be able to move him up the levels and get all the way to the Grand Prix. And so that is what you learn 
inside the 30 days to round program. So if you're struggling with like getting your horse around, getting your horse to accept the contact, getting your horse to move forward and correctly use their body, that curriculum is going to take it back and break it down step by step so that you don't feel like you're putting so much pressure on your horse to get that roundness and to get that throughness. So that's the Geronimo story. Um, if you've already enrolled in the 30 days round challenge, I'm really excited. I've been seeing all of your posts inside the Facebook group, which is really fun. We already have such a great group, great energy in there. If you're already signed up for the challenge, please invite your friends to join. There's a special coupon code that you get when you sign up for the challenge that you can give your friend to encourage them to join as well. Cause it's always really fun to do the challenge with a friend so that you have someone to help you with videoing and just staying motivated and all of that. So we hope to see you inside the challenge and the horse show. I know you've all been wanting to hear about the horse show. So let's see, Harvey did the Grand Prix, which was really fun. Um, it's only, I think his third, Grand Prix. And funny story today. So I was like warming up and I thought my ride time was at 928. And I'm like all chill and relaxed and remembering to breathe. And all of a sudden the ring steward is like, all right, well, the judge is up there and ready. So anytime you're ready, go ahead. And I was like, um, what time is my ride time? And she says, oh, your ride time is at 1020. So basically I had eight minutes less than I thought I had to warm up and I hadn't done any trot work. So I like did a little pee off and then went into the ring and he was good. So, you know, I think that that the moral of the story is when you're showing stuff like that always happens, like things come up and, um, you know, you have less time or the weather changes or horse goes crazy and you just have to adapt show day is never going to be perfect never is everything going to go exactly the way it should and so a big part of showing is just being able to adapt to different things and it really is a stress on your training so it's normal that on show day things get like 10 percent worse and it's definitely been a challenging season for us because there's a virus in California, a horse virus called vesticular stomatitis, which is basically like they get all these sores in their mouth. So we haven't been able to show for like three or four months. And I just felt rusty. Like yesterday when I was showing for the first time, I was like nervous and I just felt rusty. So today was a lot better. I remembered to breathe and I was super proud of Harvey, how well he did, given that we had like eight minutes less. And again, it's totally my fault because I was looking at the old Sunday schedule and not the adapted Sunday schedule. So the moral of the story is you always need to check your times the morning of, because sometimes if there's scratches, they will move times around for Sunday to make it more efficient. So I did not check my times well enough, obviously, and therefore I had eight minutes less and I had to hurry through my warm-up, but it turned out okay. Um, okay, let's see. Dawn says, I'm really interested in 30 days to round challenge, but I don't have my own horse and work full time. I'll only be able to ride once a week. Um, so, you know, for the 30 days to round challenge, it is like this intensive 30 days, but 
you have lifetime access to the program. So I would say, even if you can only ride once a week, you know, taking the challenge is a really good way to boost your progress for those weeks, because the more that you're studying and you're learning and you're watching the videos, the more it will maximize the once a week that you do actually get to ride and you have lifetime access. So it's something that you can, you know, keep going back to and referring back to for months and months to come. The other really cool thing about the challenge is we have a rider fitness program that goes along with the challenge because I feel like if we want our horses to be round and we want our horses to carry themselves, we need to be in control of our body and we need to be controlling ourselves because the truth of the matter is that roundness comes from our seat and our core, not our arms. Same thing like with our horses. True roundness comes from them engaging their hind end and using their back, not from just folding their neck in. So Stephanie, the physical therapist that I work with, Stephanie and I work together to establish some very specific exercise routines to simulate the exact muscles that you need in your body for when you're riding. And so we put together those exercises. Some of them are Pilates. Some of them are more like strength training, physical therapy exercises. And that goes along with the 30 days round challenge. So that's another great option. If you aren't able to ride a lot, I always recommend that you exercise and do your fitness and visualize your riding when you're exercising and when you're working out. So um, let's see. Okay. Someone says sometimes things like that give insight into the best show warm up for each horse. Yes, for sure. So let me know if you're watching here live, if you have questions about the horse show, I will do my best to answer them. Um, the other thing that I realized from the horse show, well, two big takeaways. One is that I don't think you're ever going to feel like 100% ready for a show. Like I never feel like everything is perfect going into the show. You always feel like, oh, I need a little more of this. I need a little more of that. Like this needs to be better. That needs to be better. But there is something to be said for just getting out there and doing it because by doing it, you learn so much and you learn so much from the imperfections of that. And you definitely need to be prepared for a show. Like I'm not saying to just go out and show when you're not ready, but nothing simulates a show situation where you do have that time of like, all right, time's up. The judge rang the bell. You have to go in and you have to do your test from start to finish. And it's really important that you don't expect it to be perfect, that you go in there with the understanding that it's not going to be perfect and you need to try your best to give your horse a good experience in the show ring, to learn from it. And then that through that learning in the show, you'll go home and you'll do better. And I think that that's a big mistake that people make is that they put so much pressure on themselves for the show that it's perfect, that for one, they never do it. And for two, they get so uptight about everything being perfect that they end up actually doing worse and not really giving their horse a good experience in the show ring. And so 
I think that's my biggest takeaways because I haven't shown for three or four months. I was like, wow, you know, I just feel rusty. I feel a little bit more stressed than normal. Um, it's actually funny. My mom, Joelle, and she got me this really cool watch for my birthday and it monitors your heart rate. And so I looked at my heart rate graph yesterday, um, which was super interesting to look at because I've never like monitored my heart rate during a horse show before. And my heart rate when I was riding Kensington and Luigi was like super high. And I was like, that's probably not a good thing. Like I definitely need to breathe more. I need to relax more because if you aren't um, breathing and like regulating your stress level, your horse is going to pick up on that and it's not going to go so well for them. So um, that was one of the biggest takeaways. The other big takeaway is you have to practice your center lines and your halts. I am definitely guilty of this. I don't practice my center lines and my halts. And those two movements are like the beginning and the end of your ride. So it's like super, super important that you practice those movements um, because they're the first and the last impression that the judge sees in your test. And it's just important. Practice your center lines and your halts. Don't be like me. So those are my two biggest takeaways from the horse show. Um, the weather was great. It was actually kind of raining yesterday when I was showing Luigi it was like pouring rain, um, which was kind of fun and very unlike California in September. And then today was a bit warmer and sunny out. But the show was actually at our barn, which is really nice because it means that I'm home already and we don't have to pack up and drive three hours to get home. So that was super fun. And I'm really grateful for Fox Canyon Farm. That's where I board and train. And for everyone that makes horse shows possible, you know, the managers, the staff, the barn owners, it's a huge undertaking to host a show. And so it's always important to go at the end of the show and like thank the volunteers, thank the office staff, everyone, because it's a big undertaking. So let's see in the chat. Okay, I'm in 30 days to round and the fitness bonus. Awesome. Looking at the figures course, how many different figures do we go through? I saw the sample curriculum, but not sure if that is the entire curriculum. Oh, yeah. So there is a patterns and figures bonus as well. And that's a pretty fun course because it shows you. So I don't know exactly how many different patterns there are, but they, there's kind of like a good warm up pattern. It kind of goes from beginner to advanced. And we show you the drone footage of what the pattern's supposed to look like. I demonstrate the pattern, how you should do it correctly. And then we work with students. So it's actually a few videos of my husband teaching, which he's an awesome instructor. And it's good to have like a little bit of a different voice in your head. Um, so then he helps a few of the students go through the patterns as well. So that's really fun. And patterns and figures are great because just riding accurate patterns and accurate figures gets your horse trained. I mean, basically, it gets your horse on the aids. So that's a really great add-on for um, 30 days to round. But I'm really excited for 30 days to round. We have a lot of fun challenges and it's always so exciting. I think the challenges 
always are great because they motivate you. They motivate you to be consistent, to work towards an end goal, which is great, you know, especially if you don't show or if you don't want to show. Um, doing little challenges like that, they they set a goal. And when you have a goal and education and curriculum and tasks to do, that is what helps you to make progress. So is your horse going to be like perfectly round and through and supple at the end of 30 days? No. And that's not the point of it. The point of the 30 days to round challenge is how much progress can you make in a condensed period of time when you are consistent, when you are videoing yourself, when you're practicing the exercises, when you're asking questions and getting feedback, that is what the 30 days to round challenge is about. Um, Veronique says, I think I fell in love with Kensington. He's so awesome on all the videos. Yes, Kensington is definitely the the beauty of the barn. Kensington is so beautiful and so sweet and so timid. He's like the shy, like little child who, um, who's very sensitive and sweet. And Kensington was very good at the show as well. I was super proud of him um, because he's a little bit afraid of other horses. And so the warm up can be a bit tricky with him. He doesn't like it when horses come close to him because he's like sh so shy and so submissive. But he did the pre-St. George and he was super. I was very, very proud of him. So I better go and take a shower, clean up. You can't tell, but like my office and my car is a total mess. It's been a weekend, but I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday and I hope that you have enjoyed this nice little Facebook Live. And if you haven't yet, definitely join the 30 Days to Round Challenge. The sooner you sign up, the more time you have to get started. Um, Susan has a question. Um, the challenge starts on the 15th, so the exercises are posted soon. Um, yes. So when you enroll in the challenge, you get automatic access to all of the content. So I would definitely recommend... If you're in strides, you are automatically enrolled. But when you sign up for the 30 Days to Round Challenge, you'll want to download the PDF and read through the PDF several times and start watching the videos because there's over 40 videos inside that curriculum. The official challenge doesn't start until the 15th. So if you want to submit videos, which you don't have to, but if you want to submit your before and after videos, those are due on September 15th. That's when you'll submit your before video. So there's a little bit of time to start getting oriented with the curriculum, to set some goals for yourself. There's a really good worksheet for you to print and start filling out and kind of planning out your month. So yes, there is a bit of leeway before your first video is due. I would recommend practicing videoing yourself a few times first and um, start getting familiar with the content because there's a lot in there. So I hope that you have enjoyed this and um, yeah, we're looking forward to the challenge and looking forward to just continuing to improve in our riding and love our horses because that is really what it's all about. All right. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye everyone.